How's it going guys? Tyler Silver with the Silver Performance Training Podcast and today is episode number 13. In this episode I will be joined by my peer and good friend Connor Whitehead. Connor is the owner of Vertical Coaching System based out of Schofield, Wisconsin. If you are in the area and you'd like to get a hold of him, you can reach him at Vertical Coaching Systems on Instagram. Um, I have known Connor since my time on the cross. He's an awesome coach, he's a great friend, and I'm very much looking forward to having him on this episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Let me... I have like 30 likes on it. I'm, dig- I'm digging the shorts, I'm going to have to get a pair. Oh man. <laughs> the, the pink crocodile shorts. Come on now. Look at a place in Wisconsin, but uh, I, I'm sure you can get away with that in Arizona. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, that's, that's kind of the thing in Arizona is like, everything's all, uh, it's very colorful. Like I just walk around, you can walk around like a bunch of different colors all at once. Like I'll be wearing like pink shorts and like a floral shirt and like no one will bat an eye. Right. Everybody's got like pink hair and green hair. I feel like if you walked in like that into a bar in Wisconsin, (laughs) people be like, what is going on, man? Yeah. I think you lost a bet or something probably. Right. Right. It's, we're at that point in spring though, where it's, there's still snow on the ground, but every third person is wearing shorts. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Got that, but it's, it's, you know, it's Wisconsin. So, you know, it's like it's cargo shorts. I feel right. <laughs> I feel so bad talking to everybody because I'm like, you know, this is the, the time of year where everybody's like their mood and their uh, just how their body feels mm-hmm. gets like so messed up because uh, the weather's all over the place. Yeah, I'll talk to him. And it's literally just the same conversation with everybody. Hey, man, you know, I know I don't want to get my workouts in, but, you know, the yeah. weather's been kicking my ass. I'm like, I just forgot because I feel like I added, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying that whatever, because I've lived in Wisconsin my whole life. But um, yeah. yeah, I feel so bad talking to him because I'm like, oh, man, I remember that. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost warm and yep. then it snows and then you're like, all right. Hey. It's going to be another month of this. It'll snow all morning and then it'll melt by early afternoon and everything's, everything's gray. Everything is gray everywhere. Yeah. That's not fun, but then it won't stop people from being out on their motorcycle. So that's like every day. That's true. That's true. Me and Dickie were actually talking about getting motorcycles. I'm still, I'm still trying to get, yeah. My mom, uh, Michael, uh, her, uh, fiance trying to, well, I'm going to edit this part out. Cause I don't know if it's, I think okay. fiance are married and that's really bad. I don't know that about my own mother. If you're listening okay. to this mom, I love the mic and I love you. I'm sorry. I just can't remember. I, thanks for the mic, mom. I have no, uh, idea. so this podcast is done. I look like a real piece of shit. Um, no, but anyways, uh, he has a, he has a motorcycle and she goes, well, I'll ask him if you can have it. I'm like, yes, ask him if you yes, can have it. please ask him. Dude, that's, right? that's the kind of hookup that I need is I need to be able to just ask somebody if I can have their motorcycle. Hey, man, you mind if I have that Harley? Like, yeah, no, no problem. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, dude, riding a motorcycle, I imagine here out in the desert is going to be awesome. You feel like you're in like the Western, you know, dude, I, I like I'm fucking Clint Eastwood just going down a stretch. And did uh, I ever tell you about the motorcycle that I got? No. Okay, so so this is my biggest like blue balls moment I think of, of my life is I've always wanted a motorcycle and I got one and I, like I worked all summer, worked my ass off and I got this motorcycle and 
it was it was a little bit older but it was like well kept and it was fine and i i bought it spent like two grand on it you know it was a yeah. little like you know putts around with it as soon as i got it back home it broke i didn't get it i, I got to ride it back to my apartment broke and then i'm like well you know it, it was what was the deal it was leaking oil like crazy all the all the you know need some serious maintenance i don't know i don't know anything about fixing motorcycles like yeah. oh, okay got this motorcycle i got to ride it once now i gotta sell it and i got lucky because one of my dad's friends goes hey i i fix up motorcycles and i just <laughs> fixed up a motorcycle that's exactly like yours yeah i'll trade you i'll give you it's 500 bucks you give me the dead motorcycle i'll give you the new one i'm like sweet and i got it and then and then I found out we were pregnant. I found out we were having Aria. And I had to sell the motorcycle. I <laughs> one time. I never had a motorcycle license. I just, I, you know, ran around the parking lot a couple of times. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I sold it a week later. <laughs> and I like, I regret oh, man. it. But it's like, you know, I need, the, I need the money. I was like, you know. Yeah. So it was, it was a whole, a year of having a motorcycle and riding it twice. <laughs> That's I amazing. Sell it. I, I was just about um, to ask you, why haven't I heard about this motorcycle, but it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. No, probably a sore subject. Yeah. Um, hey man, you want to take a ride? <laughs> I can't man. I can't. I'm still gone. She's gone, gone baby. Bit. It was so nice too. And then I had to, and then I had to get rid of it. And I was like, I never had the light, the license to do it either, but you know, it's funny. Foot, right. I, yeah. I can still have my midlife crisis and buy a motorcycle, right? Yeah. Come back. Yeah, around. dude. That's maybe that's what I'm doing right now. The quarter, <laughs> the quarter life crisis. <laughs> shave off the beard. I'm gonna. I might get yeah. my nose pierced. I might get a little tiny hoop, not a big one. All right. You I know, get a gold one. We were talking about that the other day. This is me and me and uh, and Jerry, my fiance. Uh, yeah. And I I realized that there's a lot of looks I just I couldn't. I know I couldn't pull off. A yeah. Gold chain? I think I, I don't think anyone would take me seriously if I had a gold chain. Like you can come on, baby. You got the look. It looks good. You look like a bookie, you know. I think if I put it on, I think it would be. I don't. I don't think anyone would take me seriously with it on. They'd be. They would ask me, "Why are you wearing that?" And I don't think I could pull it off. Like, look, man. Are, it, you got to tuck it in. You got to tuck it in <laughs> to have some semblance of like respect <laughs> for yourself and the people you're around. <laughs> Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying though, too. I feel like, uh, the amount of things I can do is now open up that I don't have a beard and I look 40 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I shake, it was so funny. Like I was in the barbershop and I'm walking out and the guys that like saw me coming in, they're like, Holy shit. <laughs> like some dude like looked at me and he's like, yeah. wow, you look like a completely different person. I'm like, hopefully that's good. And then I was like at the gym yeah. And this like this random girl even walked in. And she's like, "You don't have a beard anymore." I'm like, "I've never talked to this girl in my life." But glad you noticed. Uh, I'm like, yeah, Thanks. I do that for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is all for you, baby. This is all, this is all for you. <laughs> I love you, good, man. I like it. I just I think I'm I'm starting to feel out. I know my limits. Uh, yeah. There's, there's some looks I just I, I'm not even gonna attempt it. Um, you got to dye your hair once because uh, Dicky's been talking once. about doing that for a long time. He's like, "That's a." I'm going to go to a salon and I'm going to dye my hair one of these days. Yeah. You do like one of the, you know, like the Korean kind of K-pop look, right. You know, like he's going for it, but dude, he's fucking Jack now. Right. Like, okay. You know, he could rock it. I feel like, but really jacked, uh, 
Okay, that's starting to sound exciting. like it. I don't know. We'll have to it's see. It's a terrifying concept. Yeah. Uh, Jack yeah. K-pop guy. I, you know what? Now he has to do it. Now you tell him. I tell. I said he's got to go do that. Because this is this is going see. this is going on the internet. He now has public pressure. He now has to the K-pop look. <laughs> you heard it first on this podcast. You heard it first <laughs> that he's going to do it. Bright purple. <laughs> I was uh, I was actually we were watching Dragon Ball Z the other day. We were like watching the old ones. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and uh, I'm sitting there on the couch and I just look at him like you should do that <laughs> when he goes super <laughs> safe. And I was like, it would be funny because you're fit. You just like walk around in public like that. I'm like, damn, dude, is that? I, you know, I hope he doesn't take this in the wrong way. I, I think Dickie Chen's the only person I know who could pull off a bowl cut. I think he could pull it off. He could pull it I'm off. Okay. He could yeah. definitely pull it off. I yeah, it's really, it. it's really crazy how much he's changed his appearance because I, I, I looked yeah. at, we were looking at old pictures of him. And then even like my mom, I was mm. talking to her on the phone the other night and she's like, I didn't even realize that those videos were Dicky. Yeah. Because right? he looks so different. And he looks crazy. Good. Yeah, he looks yeah. good. He's killing it. Um, See, I, I love hearing that. And uh, it sounds like I've been talking with Kale even too. Uh, he's starting to feel a little bit better. But, yeah. you know, that's, that is the coolest part of, of having this influence on, on people. It's just like that before and after where, where people have been out of the loop, haven't seen them for a while. They finally yeah. see them. I had no idea. He looked yeah. really good. That that is super fulfilling to, to help with that. So yeah, it's weird because when I talk to them, I don't know if I should because sometimes I'll tell Dickie, I'm like, yeah, people will be like, Well, if Dickie mm-hmm. can do it, I can do it, which in like some ways is like insulting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but it's it. kind of funny because I think about it, I'm like, Yeah, dude, we were like complete degenerates. We went out every night, you know. So I think that's what's been the fun part about doing this with my friends is, Mm -hmm. dude, you've all drank with me. You know who I am, right? Like, you you know, right. I'm the guy who brings everybody in shots, right. Have a good time. But man, you know, like I also want that, you know, I want my friends to take care of themselves. I want them to prioritize their health and we can, we'll always have those memories that we went out together. We're always, those things are great, but I love that now just having these conversations with my friends that are my clients and being like, yo, do you see Dickie or yo, do you see, you know, any of the, any of the guys, because everybody just, they look and they, they, they see themselves because we're all the yep. same type of people, Yep. you know? And they're like, all right, I'm a fucking degenerate too, but he did it. And I can probably figure this out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Which I love, well, you know, that's a good, that's a good connection to make to people. Cause I, I think there's a, a perceived like, elitist mentality to like yeah. the fitness is like this is oh you know this isn't i don't have the personality to be in good yeah. shape to care of myself but it's like no you know and and, and i don't you know i kind of get where you're coming from with saying you know well if he can do it anybody can do it but that's a little bit of like a backhanded compliment to, to some people um, i think they mean it in the right way it's like they want yeah. they see someone that finally looks like them doing it exactly and that's i think that's finally a good to make yeah like yeah. in, in, a, in a sense, having Dickie do it's inspirational for a lot of people, you know, um, yeah. is like, it's like, no, yeah, you can still be, still be like a cool, like normal dude and like, yeah, take care of yourself and get in really good shape. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, it's kind of like retaining that part of your personality, that nice laid back, like fun, right? Like all the people mm-hmm. we know, right? Like I always say like yeah. my best friends are all like bartenders and comedians and because they're fun and they're fun to be around. It's 
a good environment, like your brother, right? Like Brooke or Rory or any of those guys, like, mm -hmm. and Kale, like, I love kicking it with them because it's just such a good time all the time. Like it's all right. good vibes. And it's like, but I know on the other end is like, we all have this thing. It's like this mm -hmm. elephant in the room that we all drink a little bit too much or maybe some drugs <laughs> here and there and slightly self-destructive tendencies. Yeah. Right. And my thing is just like, I don't want to take away from the person you are. I don't want to change you. I don't want to change the way you talk about things and what's yeah. important to you. I do not want to change those things. I want these fun interactions I've always had with these guys. I love, mm -hmm. but I also want to start moving and encouraging them in the direction of like, Hey, when we see each other, let's get after it, right? Like, let's yep. have a good time. But guys also need to be able to hang out with each other sober. Yeah. And they yeah. need to have something to connect on that isn't just drinking because yep. I'm not friends with you. I'm not friends with your brothers. I'm not friends with Rory or any of the Dickie, any of those guys, just because we were drinking buddies. They're like yeah. my good buddies. I love them. I want the best for them. So it's, mm -hmm. it's trying to move that continuum along and go, these are great memories. We will always have these. We're going to yep. make more, but let's focus on this too. You know? Well, and I, I think even with that, I think that's a deeper sense of caring about other people just in general. Like if you have friends that you care about, you know, it's okay to go out and drink with them. Like that's totally fine. Yeah. That's a, that's a social, it's a part of your social wellness. Right. But you can't really say that you care about your friends if you're totally cool with them. Like fucking going their, and, yeah, and going too far and you can tell it's, tell it's hurting them right, right? yeah like okay. like i love you and it's and it's i love hanging out with you and, and we'll drink a little bit too much sometimes but i don't i want you to live past you know 60 yeah. like i don't want you to exactly like, you know uh, exactly yeah, and no. i don't think guys talk about that enough with each other right like it's all just like it has to be this bullshit and it's like dude you know and 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 we won't go into it but it's like i've lost people to just drinking themselves to death. Yeah. And, and yeah, I look dude. at it, you know, the way we drink, right. When we're all together mm -hmm. and the way we do things, the way we did things more so, right. Man, what's the difference between, you know, like my good buddy Garrett that passed away and any of my other friends, right. It's just any given night, right. Like it could right. just be one, you know, one extra drink or this or that. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it is important to have both conversations like, dude, we can go and have a good time, but let's, let's really think about what we're doing here. And let's really yeah, think about right? like what happens after you leave this hang, because yeah. it's all good in the hang. It's like, what happens when you leave and you're all hung over, you're right. The decisions you make, you don't feel good about yourself. Right. And you know, and your health suffering and you don't feel confident. You don't, you know, you don't feel motivated to do yeah. things. And if, if this is all it is, if it's just drinking, then really, what are we, what are we doing? You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, that's a such very, a surface level friendship. Exactly. Yeah. You know, no, it's very superficial at that point where it, at that point, it's hard. I, I think it's hard to argue that you're, you're good friends at that point. You it know? really is. And actually, you know what, that's, that's something that I've noticed too about, you know, just making some connections with people through what I'm doing. You know, I, yeah. I talked uh, uh, with Jerry a lot is like, you know, a part of making that connection and having that relationship with people is like caring for them, but caring yeah. for them isn't always just, Oh, I support everything you do, no matter yeah. how destructive it is for yourself. Right? Like, not, that you don't disagree with yeah. them and it isn't without conflict sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. That's not being right? a good friend. Like you Dude, people, people put that out there. Yeah. Like it's that way, but yep. go ahead. Keep going. What you're saying. 
Um, no, I, I, I think that, that is, I think it's an important uh, maturity level in how you view your friendships. Is yeah. just really that like, like you can have that. like, I'm, and again, like I, I still live in Wisconsin. We still, still drink. Like we just were out the other night sure. with a, a friend's birthday sure. party. Sure. But like, if that's all there is. Yeah. What, you know, like there's so much more to your, your life and you can't live every third day with the worst hangover you've ever had. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Well, when it starts to feel like groundhog day, you know, yeah. I felt that way too. I was talking to a client and it was just like, when you drink like that every weekend, you can't get any sense of momentum in your life. And I'm not yeah. saying it to judge anyone. Right. Like I, I'm not putting <laughs> myself on a pedestal. I get down, baby. Like, like we go on. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there. I'm saying it from experience is like, I didn't feel sort of any sort of momentum until I stopped doing that every week. And mm -hmm. it's not like you can't have a day out here and there, yep. but dude, you just, it's so hard. Like yep. you're hungover. You feel like shit. You don't want to do things, you know, like your, your <laughs> head's not in the creative space. Like what we do, you know, all we yeah. do is we film we talk to clients, mm -hmm. we we're on the phone with people, you know, coaching and like being happy to see, like, that's not conducive with just living like that all the time. Right. You know? And, um, I think that's, uh, I will put this out there too, that I think that this is a, it's an important function of just being not just, you know, not just like a good coach, but, but being a friend is, is a respect for that. Yeah. Like, like you said, we're not trying to like shift people's personalities. Like, sure. and, you know, Hey, you need to be a different person to yeah. be healthy. Like you don't need that. Right. Yep. But you do need to like, as a coach, encourage people to kind of broaden some of their perspectives a little bit. Yeah. And that reminder, like we're saying is like, you know what, what happens when we leave here? Right. Like you said, yep. is, um, is this, is this all you have going on? Um, yeah. I, I'm not, not going to name names. I, I know a few people who are, kind of saturated in some of that environment where sure. that is that is all they have right right and yeah they're like just making that, yeah making that connection with a friend or making that connection with a coach that kind of gives you just that little bit of momentum to maybe start considering hey like i you know i do want a little bit more out of yeah it's right maybe i maybe i don't want to feel as miserable sure. with hangovers or finances whatever right yeah but just having that encouragement part of saying like, you know, Hey, I'm, a, I'm, I'm coming to you as a friend. We need to start making some, some, some changes a little bit like, Hey, yeah. you know, I'm here to help you. And, and, you know, maybe I'm not going to force you to, but I'll be a part of that. Like intentional. I'm going to extend a hand to you and I'm going to provide the path. If you, yeah. if you would like it, you know, I won't right. judge you with, with how you navigate it. But if, if you're with me, you know, I'm there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think with that too, is just that also respect for the fact that not a lot of other people consider that, um, that context that, that they don't, I think a lot of people have that like bystander effect of like, well, I'm not going to help them kind of break out of this rut. Somebody else is going to, you know, they'll, they'll, yeah. you know, I've actually heard some people kick back and say, well, they'll hit rock bottom at some point and then they'll start making yeah. changes. It's kind of like, oh, why don't you just, kind of encourage them to, to break out of that. To start, start thinking about stuff, awareness. Right. That's, and, that's huge. And I think that, you know, again, like I'm not, I'm not trying to shame anyone else who, you know, kind of kicks back a little bit, but I see it that way as, as a coach is like, no, like you have the opportunity 
to to kind of connect with them and be part of the the engine that creates change. You can yeah. kind of encourage that little bits here and there because I know, and we were talking about like how I got started in, in the training. Yeah, you were pretty influential to that. I I think if I look back at where I was at at any time, um, I don't think I would have made some of the shifts towards wanting to do my own thing sure. if I didn't see other people doing. But sure. I'm seeing other people do it to 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 success, and I, I'm seeing how fulfilling it is for you. And you know, I'm I'm realizing that I can make better change, but I'm I'm seeing it right. I'm seeing yeah. other people on my a little bit of some of my day to day environments changed enough for me to see it. And that, sure. that gives me a little bit of hope that like, oh, okay, maybe I don't have to like kick back and just work the same job forever. Yeah. Maybe I can actually do, make some of the changes that I want to make in my life. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I just think that that's super important to like, as a coach and, you know, but even like as a good friend is remember that yeah. like, they might not have anyone else who's kind of encouraging them to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true, man. I, I think about that. Um, I think about that all the time when I'm working with people is like, I, I wonder, and I do a lot of the people that work out with me that are my friends, I wonder if they would ever get into any of this stuff or even start thinking about some of these things. If I, if it wasn't attached to me and my friendship and my, you know, they know I'm like looking out for their best interest. Do you know what I'm saying? And I look Mm -hmm. at it like, too, is like, I think this is why it's so cool that there's so many different coaches from different backgrounds, because it's like, I look at like. I would not trust anyone else coaching my friends yep. because it, re- it does. It requires a lot of soft touch because you want to encourage them enough to get them mm-hmm. moving in the direction they want to go, but you don't want to give them too much, right? For, for wherever they're at, you want to meet them where they're at. And you also have to really, really watch how you talk to them. Like, yep. I don't, you never want to be talking down to your friends, your clients. You never want to be putting yourself up on a pedestal because I stopped doing these things. It's a, it's like a dance, yep. you know? And it's like, there's no perfect way to do it. But I just, in my head, like you were talking about being the bystander, just being like, well, they'll figure it out sometime. Now those are my friends. Yep. Fuck that. Exactly. You know, like yep. I realize as much as I was such a, I can be such a negative influence in the end of like shots, let's go drink. We're going out again. <laughs> You know, Kale told that story, right? Knocking on his yeah. door in the morning, head I, on the glass. We're drinking. I, wake up, you know. And and I do those things, right? Like, yeah. not now, but I know <laughs> that I have the same ability to impact them in a positive way. Yeah. And I'm still both people. I won't ever act like I'm not simultaneously both people. And I think yep. that's what turns a lot of people off to fitness because the only people they see doing it are yep. people that have just lived these healthy lifestyles their whole life. And they're like, well, you know, I'm not going to drink a kale shake for lunch and do this. And everyone yeah. they're looking at looks nothing like them and looks and their lifestyle looks nothing like something they desire. And so but, I am like, I'm trying to construct it in a way where you're like, look, and especially for the guys, it's like a lot of mm-hmm. these guys I have are single, you know, some of them aren't, but Mm-hmm. Like, look, man, if you want to go out, maybe there's nothing wrong with training purely for looking nice when you do go out. Right. And yeah, right. Right. That's yeah. the only reason you stop drinking as much, you know, a little bit. I don't care what mm-hmm. the reason is. I just want to help you. That's what right. I I think uh, I, I was thinking about this the other day, too. It's a way of being able to connect with people, too, is, is like you said, like seeing somebody who is Hey, that's me. I can visualize that. Right. Sure. 
I noticed this thing on uh, actually I was listening to your podcast. We're talking about uh, you mentioned like let's go yeah plug that plan. plug that podcast baby. I'm, no, I'm plugging the podcast. We're currently on, on. the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you haven't, if you guys haven't listened to uh, <laughs> subscribe podcast, it's definitely worth the listen. Go uh, ahead, go ahead though. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> You mentioned, uh, you know, doing like a social media cleanse, right? Yeah. And I noticed that, you know, within my social media, I, I follow a handful or I did follow a handful of pages that were like yeah, motivational ones. And and again, whatever the, the thoughts on some of that is, you sure. know, I was trying to surround myself with a little bit of some encouragement, stuff like that. Sure. And, and, and as a part of that, I noticed that, you know, in my feed kept popping up, you know, like financial advice and things like that, yeah. right? Which is fantastic. But I noticed that it bothers me to to absolutely no end people who grew up in a rich family trying to give me financial advice. Like, I don't care how good it is. You might actually have the perfect, uh, you know, pathway to success. If you're telling me what was the one the guy's like, well, you know, I. I grew up in times were tough. I worked for my dad and I was making 50 grand a year. Right. Like the opportunity of just being able to work for your dad. Right. And, and make 50 in grand itself. and live at home. Are you kidding me? If you were, if you weren't wealthy at the end of that, you're a loser. I'm sorry, yeah. man. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you've already lost the connection to me by, by telling me that that's where you're coming from. You sure. know, and I think that if you can connect with people and just be like, look, you know, maybe I haven't walked exactly, you know, a, a mile in your shoes. Right. Yeah, I struggle with it, you know, yeah. and, and I, can, I can empathize with it. We can make that some of that connection. We can we can talk about yeah. how this is not for the elite people. You can actually make more connections. You can make better change because that's that's yeah. what people want to hear. I don't think I'm alone in in that. No, that no, that, it's very right? human. It's very universal. It's a very universal yeah. feeling. I don't, I don't aspire to look like every fitness Instagram trainer who's shredding yeah. around. Cool, great, but you know what? Look, uh, health has to have its place as you know in being a, a parent, and I, sure. I want to get strong so that I I live well and I age well, right? Yeah, you know you have to make that connection with people. Um, I was just talking the other day. I I, I brought on a new client, and uh, that the connection that we made was you know she talked about since she has had her kid, um, fitness. Uh, she she used to run a training business. Sure, just fell off the back burner. She's she's put on more weight than she's comfortable with. And she's like, I just don't feel like myself, right? And so sure. part of some of that connection we made was, hey, when, when I had, you know, I had my kid, I took a year of like not being active at all. I felt yeah. miserable, right? Because you can actually level with her. You're not just saying, you're not just nodding your head and go, oh, I get it. No, you yeah. lived it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the parent, not, maybe not the mothering part, but you can, you, yeah, exactly. You have yeah. the context to empathize and you understand her in some Absolutely. semblance. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's. You have to respect, have respect for that, that like, you know, I, and, and I, I'll put this out there too. You know, I've never been massively overweight. So yeah. when I'm talking to a client who maybe does have some significant weight loss that they're looking at, I, I'm okay mentioning that. Hey, look, I, I have not walked in your shoes. I, I have not sure. had to do, you know, on a personal level. Um, but then again, I can also be a resource. You know, I do know some people who have made some of those changes and I can put you sure. in contact with them. And if some of that is, is inspirational to you, you know, again, I'm, 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 yeah. taking, you're trying you to know, connect having, them with the right people. Yeah. I'm having respect yeah. for the fact that, you know, maybe that's not, you know, I, I can help for sure. It's not like the science is any different. Right. Sure. But you know, it's a respect for, 
I'm not going to tell you to just do what I did because I've, I, that doesn't make right, any the, sense, the, right? the model. Yeah. it worked for me. So it yeah, will work right? for everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. So just in case you're wondering the secret to being, uh, you know, successful and, and rich is work for your parents, uh, make 50 grand, yeah, right. live at home. Yeah. Um, I love that because I, I have that kind of experience on the other end, as you were talking about the parenting thing, I have that with the, I think that's why I identify so well with like a lot of our friends and a lot of guys that are just getting out of college. Because mm-hmm. I've had that point and I, I think that's why like it's so important to me is like I know I was a trainer and I was about 45 <laughs> to 50 pounds overweight. Yep. And I like I, I know how that felt. I had all that knowledge and I just wasn't acting on it. And, um, you know, I always feel like. I always feel like that's why it's so important to know that, like, more information isn't always the, yep. the solution for everything, because mm-hmm. I knew all those things. I had a, you know, bachelor's degree in exercise science and I still, um, yep. I still wasn't applying any of it, but yeah, I just, I think it's so important that you can relate to people of like, dude, mm-hmm. and I've said that on other podcasts, like, I know what it's like to look at yourself and in the mirror, you're like, I'm this guy that was athletic. I'm this guy that like, look good. I'm the, yep. and then you kind of just are sitting there and you're like, how did we get here, man? Uh, yep. And I love to be the guy that's there when I look at them, you know, I sit down on that first call and you, and you see them mm-hmm. and they're just like, I don't know how I'm ever going to. And then the, you have that mm-hmm. series of conversations one after another, and you kind of see their perspective yep. start to shift. And yeah, but I think that's, so, you know, I, I know you've done a lot of trainings through Brett Bartholomew and they, and you know, it's a lot of like learning how to communicate and things like that. Yeah, I do think that there's a set of soft skills that just comes from living your own life and then, you know, learning from your own mistakes, honestly. Sure. Um, and, and experience that, so important, yeah, yeah. but, but, you know, I, I think that that's the, the thing that got lost for me when I started training is sure. I looked at it and I said, Oh, I don't have any experience. Right. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I did like, you know, I was new to train. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like I was, I was kind of omitting all the personal experiences that I had. And I was Absolutely. looking like, well, I don't have experience reading through a whole, like 15 textbooks. Like, I mean, cool. Like that's great. And that yeah. can really help. But I'll tell you what, the most significant changes I made with clients were talking about like conversations and stuff. Right. Like, yeah. you know, and I think that that is you kind of come full circle in your, your, your training experience where you realize that like people want that human connection with people and they want somebody who's like yeah. a human being who is going to level with them. Like I yeah. know that what you're going through kind of yeah. sucks. like making changes sucks, especially if you know, you have real barriers in your life Yeah, and, and you can't really throw a textbook at that. Like you can't, you can't come back and go, Oh, I remember in this lecture, this guy said that this is how you're supposed to respond yeah. when somebody says this. It's like, no, you kind of just need to be empathetic and, and listen and, and learn how to just talk with people. You sure. know? Um, and I'm not definitely not saying that I'm a pro at that by, by any means, but no. I think that that's helped me uh, get better at, at connecting with clients and, you know, being a coach. Yeah. So. Yeah. It is. It is important. And I'll say this as someone that, you know, in the past, I really was a, and I still am, right? I read a lot. If you look at my Kindle, you know, I'm one of those guys that would sit there and read textbooks and, and stuff. But I'll tell you that 
I felt like the further I got into my coaching journey, I realized that like at some point, you know, enough to, to get someone pretty fit. Right. right. I can, yeah. I can, I can improve your performance. I can make you healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can make you fitter. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't need to be that complicated, yep. you know? So I think trainers will pour their whole um, continue education curriculum into what's the next, you know, uh, exercise I can learn. What's the next periodization model I can use. What's the next yep. piece of equipment I can use. And they are just not realizing that the most important thing for the, the people in front of them, they don't give a fuck about the equipment. They, yeah. they don't care if you can explain different periodization models to them. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They do not care. They care about that. You are like genuinely invested in where they want to go and that they feel heard and you can level with them. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, I was, I was saying that too. I, I, there's some people that I train and that, that don't hit every workout, right. That's very normal. Yeah. But I still think they're getting better if they show up and we have a conversation because I think that's the way fitness for people that aren't just, you know, aren't just, fitness nuts right like that i've always been into it and and god bless those people too right you know i have nothing against that either um Mm -hmm. you know but you can't you know for for people that don't look at the world that way that is not the way they like to consume fitness and you have to look at any win um even just showing up to a call is is Mm -hmm. a win for people that haven't worked out a day in their life right yeah i i think it's the everyone's so caught up in the pursuit of what is the most optimal approach that I can take yeah. that you discredit the fact that most of your progress is imperfect to begin with. So then, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe you have to like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like there, you could have, is, is this training progression technically more optimal? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to dispute that at all, but whether or not they'll do it is kind of the entire gist of what yeah. makes change. And, and, you know, it, it's also like, you know, we, we've talked about that too, is what are you, what is the real end goal? If you're trying to get yeah. up on stage and you're trying to set world records and you're trying to whatever, all right, sure. look, then yeah, we have to be on our A game, but for 99 plus percent of people who never plan on competing or never plan sure. on getting up on stage, you just have to make sure they keep doing their workouts and they don't hate themselves while they're doing, it, you know, you yeah. have to make sure that they're eating well and they're enjoying the experience of learning how to take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, and so like, yeah, could, could your approach be a little bit up more optimal? Sure. And, and I'm not, you know, you definitely should always be expanding your, your knowledge base for sure, but you have to just make the connections because that's like the single most important thing that drives change. You know, um, yeah. I, I'll be honest. A lot of the changes that I've made here, I, I've had you kind of kicking my ass the whole way and not, a, not a, a real way, but you've been the encouragement to kind of get the, the ball rolling and have it keep rolling i needed that you know what i mean yeah um and and that's why i believe in some of this um uh i yeah i think that we're kind of on the same page with a lot of that the other thing i've noticed is this yeah and this this comes back to working at any time um yeah a lot of like commercial gyms will tell you that um or, or when you work there they'll tell you that you need to be a cheerleader right? Um, that, that's what they want in, in trainers is somebody who's super motivated and, and fun. Yeah. And, Infomercial guy. Yep. And, and yeah. in my experience too, I've even had people tell me point blank, I do not care about their knowledge. Base. 
They yeah. just want somebody who is all smiles all the time, all energy all the time. Yeah. And and as much as like at the time I wanted to to you know shit talk that and be like, well, you don't really know, blah, blah, blah. And and to my credit, they did not know what they were doing, right? But they were able to make change with some people. So if yeah. you keep that in the back of your head that like there are some trainers who are finding success with clients with significantly limited knowledge base. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, well then oh, why don't you know I I know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. I just need to do, put in the work and I have to make these connections with people. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, as much as I absolutely disagree with the idea that you should be a cheerleader, it's just remembering that some people just need somebody to be there to encourage them and hold them accountable. And that well, is the yeah. driver that gets shit done, you know? Yeah. Well, I always, I always like, I referenced that in one of my last podcasts was like talking about like conversations with my grandma. I wonder and she was always like this really, and she still is very like, very positive figure and, and encouragement in my life. And I would always wonder as I started to kind of get myself out of my shit. Yep. I wondered as I do, as I do these calls, how many people have someone in their life that do that for them. And mm -hmm. that's why, you know, even in the structure of the calls, one, one time a week for 15 minutes, I won't compromise on like that being a piece of it because I I think that's what it is for some people. Some people just need to know that someone's in their corner and eventually they're like, okay, that, yeah, they've, you know, fitness, whatever, I'll do the workouts, but like, it's nice to be connected with someone that genuinely like knows your story. Yep. They want to get to know you. They it's, it's not just surface level. Mm -hmm. Like you're just here to work out. I hate when people say it's like all, it's all business. Like, yeah. I mean, when you're in the weight room, right. Get your work in work hard. Yep. You know, I'm all for busting ass, but yeah, dude, you just got to be able to also have these conversations with people so that they, they feel connected to community. And, and I said yeah. that too, in a, in a post I made uh, a video I made, you know, yesterday was like, dude, we're all past the point in our life where like someone is going to make us do anything, yep. you know, but one of the really important things that we like can keep um, in our life to make sure that we are staying accountable and we keep showing up is like community. We had that with our parents, mm -hmm. our parents, friends, our teachers, our coaches um growing up and i feel like that's something we really lose is that community as we get older and we move into our our adult jobs and things like that we have to have a place yep to to connect absolutely and and i'll say this if there if there are any other uh trainers or coaches listening to this if you want the, the highway to having people uh you know finish services with you and then never hear from them again don't make a personal connection with them. I've made yeah. that mistake before. I've made that mistake even recently as being all business with somebody. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they walk out and they forget you exist because why would they remember? Why would they want to come back? You know, these yeah. are that, that's how you put a client on the fast track to skipping their workouts is you don't make a personal connection with them. Sure. Well, and just don't make the the experience enjoyable or things they like, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I think that's the thing too. I think the reason why a lot of people end up dropping off in certain fitness programs, you're not listening to them. Yep. You know, I was, I was talking about one of, to one of my friends yesterday in, in one of our coaching calls. And when he first started training, love this guy, I used to live with him in college. And, um, but he just started working with me probably, you know, January or so, and he's mm -hmm. getting ready for his wedding. But yeah, when he first started, he wasn't in any of his workouts and, but he kept showing up to our phone calls. Yep. And you can work with that. 
So the yeah. thing oh, was yeah. that we figured out was, you know, after a while, after talking to him, a few conversations, right? 15 minutes a piece, right? I mm-hmm. figured out that he just didn't enjoy because he didn't have any equipment. He was training at home. Mm-hmm. He just didn't enjoy training with a backpack. Yeah. And I heard him and I was like, well, then let's look at getting you some equipment, right? Like when he first started, yeah. he was like, you know, I, I don't really want to spend any money on equipment, things like that to start. Mm-hmm. I just want to get going. And that's fine. There's someone like your brother, Brooke, who is on the Kitty Shred program that absolutely <laughs> loves Kitty fucking Shred. training. With Kitty litter and backpacks. But there's yep. people, everybody has their own individual way about how they want to train. Mm-hmm how they want to consume fitness. And I think that's a big thing that we miss in some of these big commercial gyms, like kind of like what you were talking about is why, if he does it, why do I care whether he trains with a backpack of kitty litter or a kettlebell? Yep. And then um, this guy's in literally hasn't missed a workout for a month. Yeah. The moment dude, he gets awesome. a kettlebell, I'm like, dude, where that's what you were talking about is like, listen to people and don't yep. miss the details because the details about like what they prefer, their goals, needs, and personal preferences is everything that's driving what they're ready, willing, and able to do. It is absolutely is everything. Dude, I'm, I'm happy. That's awesome. If he's listening, uh, good shit, man. Keep going. Uh, he is. I love you, baby. You're kicking I'm ass. No, he's just one of my one of my fucking. Fa- I mean, just like pretty much everybody else, I train. I'm very lucky. I train a lot of my good friends, but yeah, absolutely love the guy. He wrote me this super nice testimonial that he sent me the other day. He's like, you know, I mean it, man. I'm like. I know, man. You're one of the most sincere, like people I know. I know you wouldn't bullshit me. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. And so, like that, I think that too. And and I'm saying this from a, from a selfish perspective, and I and I understand this. You know, I, I've been working through some stuff, some journaling stuff that that's more for me. Um, and it, yeah. it was kind of like digging at like, uh, you know, what are some of the deeper reasons why you want to do what you do, right? Yeah. And the more I think about it, it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had a chance to work with professional athletes or, or you know, bodybuilders, whatever, man, absolutely sure. I would love to do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, what I really want to be is I want to be that person people want to come to. And, and you know, I want to be that resource that helps them make better change. And like yeah. I said, like, I want to work with, I want to work with my best friends, dude. Yeah. Like, of yeah. course, I want to make good connections. That's, that makes it more enjoyable for everybody. And everybody gets absolutely. I, you know, and I know that that sounds kind of selfish and, whatever i want to i want to build my friends for for what i'm doing but you know what the the truth is i want to be that support system for other people that's a huge that that is really uh, a value that i have with um you know with my what i'm doing coaching yeah i want to help people uh you know find success like that so yeah 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 you know and and you'll and you'll you'll find that in time as you, you know, cause you just started, I guess we can kind of, you started, just started recently your own gym out of your home, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. where you're living now. Um, but you'll find that as you know, as you, now that you're back in your own community too, it it's, it is dude. Like, that's why I love this remote training option is like, I'm realizing what we were talking about early in the episode, that there is a million people that I've connected with on a very deep level at different parts of my life that I love them. And there's still my friend, like all my buddies from Rapids and stuff, but I love those guys still. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of the people that are training with me now. And it, it is, it means more when you're like, and, and I'm all for like, right. Send me referrals. Right. But, but 
it, it yeah. does feel different when you look at your friends. I, I have this, you know, I do a lot of visualization stuff and some of the stuff mm -hmm. that's happening here, you know, I had thought about it in my head for a long time that this is how I want it to look. And I envision these things happen, but I have this picture in my head of like the people that I train and the trainers that I work with, right? Mm -hmm. Like you or Eli, who just started easy health and fitness, baby. Let's plug that. Go follow <laughs> one of my, also one of my favorite people. I love that guy. Um, Absolutely. I'm going to have him on the podcast soon too, but, um, no, uh, lost my train of thought. What was I talking about again? You were talking about training with your friends. Oh yeah, dude. I have this vision of in a few years from now of just having a cookout in this backyard here, got the pool, got the grill, got a big group of my friends, trainers uh -huh. I work with, right. Trying to build a coaching tree. That's really important to me. Yeah. I want to like, and, and, you know, I know that, you know, your shit too, but I want a piece in, in mentoring, you know, my friends and other coaches that want to do what I'm doing. It's very yeah. important to me. It's very important to me that you in doing this, right. My yeah. thing is I want you to be able to show this to people because I know how great of a coach you are. I got to show people it though. Mm -hmm. um, but I have this vision of like us all being in this backyard and cooking out and we're drinking beers and everybody's being shithead like they always are. Right. But we're all looking around. Everybody's fit. Everybody just looks, they got that look, right. Yep. Like they got that fit person look and everybody's looking good and feeling good. And, and that's really important to me. I'm not talking about just for being shredded, but just knowing you're connected to so many people's lives. That's so yeah. important to me. Like, right. Like yeah. you impact, I impact you, which impacts you, the way you, you function, your relationships, how you feel about mm -hmm. yourself. Right. And then you impact your clients. Like, but everybody, whether they train people or not has their network. So it's just a really cool thing mm -hmm. that I think about a lot is I'm trying to make sure that this is kind of a web-like thing that happens and yeah. that we're all successful, dude. I, mm -hmm. I plug your stuff and I plug Eli's stuff and I want you guys mm -hmm. all to be full and, and happy and making money too. I appreciate you guys being clients and I love it, but I also want you guys to build your stuff too and win too. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate being on the podcast then because this helps me. So yeah, um, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, that is, that's a lot. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I like that vision of things too is, you know, that's, that's the dream, man. Is, that's the dream, baby. That's the dream is having that healthy community and it's, it's well, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a holistic thing. It's, yeah. I want to have that community and I want to, want everyone to succeed it's the the rising tide what's the what's the quotes the rising tide raises all ships or something like that you know yeah uh, you know your success is my success too if this podcast absolutely off, absolutely I, I, I was on the podcast when it was starting like uh and this is gonna be so cool for you because you're just starting your business right now dude yeah. i i mean i told eli this too he's like i already know who you guys who you like who you are as a person is everything that makes you a good coach, right? Like you do have experience, mm -hmm. you do pursue education, all these things, but yeah, yeah. dude, it's going to be so cool for us to look at these podcasts is like, you know, I've only had this podcast since mm -hmm. Thanksgiving when I started with Dan and, yeah. and uh, you know, you're just starting your, your business right now. And I mm -hmm. know when I look at any famous person, not famous, I'm not trying to be famous, any successful person, you yep. can look at their videos and you can look at all these things from when they started and you're like, wow, like they started here. I'm so excited. It's like, as we gain traction, as we like move toward our mm -hmm. goals, it's going to be cool to look back on these conversations. Be like, wow, 
we, we, we got it or no, no, I don't even think that way anymore or whatever, but. um, Well, you know, what is, is cool too is, and I think this helps me with a lot of it. You know, the, the growth process of some of this is the same to somebody who is just starting into fitness is look, Hey, just do the work, just do it, put it out there, record stuff, you know, uh, except kind of where you're at, you know, it'll feel awkward. It'll feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's the same thing as a coach is like, you know, Hey, I got to not feel awkward running free workouts in a park. I got to not feel awkward. Um, walking up to people. Yeah. Approaching somebody trying, trying to make a sale or, you know, I, I got a referral through, through a family member recently. I'm going to have to call them. Like they just, Hey, here's this person's number. They'll probably be interested. That's going to be super awkward. I don't like calling people and just yeah. being like, hey, what's right? up? You know, hey, got to grow the business, right? That's that's no different from trying to teach a new client, you know, hey, when you clean a kettlebell, it's going to feel awkward sitting in your hand. Yeah. You're going to have to get used to it. It, it, it. The benefits outweigh how uncomfortable that is right now. Sure. Um, you just but I know that. it doesn't feel like it right now, but it will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but I, you know, and, and again, I think that's, that's where things are at right now, even with the internet and with, with remote coaching and things like that is, you know, for, for any uh, coaches who are listening to some of this, it's just, just put stuff out there. You know, again, yeah, it's uh, a matter of just putting this. content out. Yeah. That's it. We were talking about this the other day, compare it to what, you know, everybody wants to talk shit about Instagram trainers who have no idea what they're doing, but they're not, making, doing and they're this not and affecting some people. So, you yeah. know, uh, put your own stuff out there, put quality stuff out there, but don't, don't get locked into this idea that it like, it has to be perfect for no. you to get started. Like it, it's never going to be perfect. And everybody no. always says that, but that means start now, stop putting off what you need to do. It's rip off the bandaid. Like you were, like you were saying, yeah, do it, you know? Um, yeah. Start doing things because you yeah. can always improve your process. Right. I even think about like the podcasting mm-hmm. I've had 12 episodes. I haven't even had a video of me, right. Yeah. It took, 12 episodes before I even got, you know, a sponsored ad spot, right? Mm-hmm. It took me 12 episodes on this next one. We'll have music and things like that. Nice Very little nice. intro thing, whatever, to get this nice mic, right? And and get the lighting stuff right. You know, I'm building a little podcast studio in that other room, which is going to be sick, but you have to start where you are and yep. you're not going to have a lot of money at first and mm-hmm. you're not going to have the resources to do anything other than pull your fucking camera out and start recording stuff yeah. and pull and and you won't have like, like I even think about making the website or doing the app or anything that I've done, setting mm-hmm. up my, my backyard, um, you know, gym that I have out there. I yeah. started with one piece of equipment, which was just the power blocks. It's now barbells, kettlebells, whatever, mm-hmm. suspension trainers, pull up bar, all you can think of me plugging my services. If you're a tempy, you know, come trade. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I started where I was same thing with the, the website. Mm-hmm. When I remember, I remember the first day that I published the website and just being like, it fucking sucks. Yeah. And, I remember, right? and then I remember, you know, signing everybody up. You were one of my first clients. I love you for that. And, um, yeah. you know, I had about 10 people and I was like, I'm never going to make it in this. I'm yep. never going to make it. And you just have to ignore that the whole time because yep. now it's like, I'm looking at now and it's like, you know, I got three spots left that I can give, you know, and some of this Mm -hmm. stuff is coming together, but yeah, absolutely. If you're a trainer, listen to this dude, 
we're all Connor included, man. Like we've had so many conversations on the phone of like, I don't want to do this. This is so fucking embarrassing. This sucks. I am never going to get any clients. I suck. You know, I'm like in general, extremely uncomfortable with. Oh both my God, bro. And it's to, to get it's this to terrible. Work. Yeah. To get to the other side, to get to the other side, which I, it, I don't want to jinx myself, but it feels like I'm, I'm there finally. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to, you know, to get to the other side, dude, there's these so many uncomfortable moments. My first clients that I had in Arizona, I walked up to them. I remember I was sitting on this bench and I, I wrote it because it's a, it's a, it's a journal entry. So have, I said, I want to remember how I feel right now because I'm here with yeah. nothing. And it's such cool. I'll have to post it at some point, but I'm, I'm dude, here with nothing. Dude. I don't have, I, I left the job. I left all my friends behind. I have nothing. And then I ended yeah. up like going through a breakup too. Like I have nothing. Okay. This is just me. And I'm going to go and walk up to these people and I'm going to introduce myself with no flyers and barely any equipment. And I'm just going to go up there and I'm going to fucking talk to them. I'm going to get these clients because I need to. And if you're starting and you want to make a living yeah. in what you love to do, you are going to have to suck it up with no pamphlets and no content and go fucking start talking to people. Yep. Otherwise you're never going to get there. You'll never Absolutely. Get there. Absolutely. And that, and that is, that, that conversation with yourself is no different than if you have a client who has no equipment in their house and they want to start yep. making change in their life. It's, hey, listen. And again, like definitely like say this with some compassion to somebody. Yes, yes. Right? But it's the same learning curve. It's, hey, this yeah. is going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be outside of your, you know, your, your comfort zone. It and feel and overwhelming at points. Yeah, yeah you, you have to break out of that. Um, but I'll tell you this. So actually, I, and, and this, I, I told you about this the other day, but I'm not going to say it here on, on the podcast. Yeah. So, so, it, so it's offic- it officially happened. There you go. Put it um, on the podcast, baby. Putting, putting stuff out on social media. I am, I'm extremely self-conscious of most of the yeah. things I've done on social media. But, you know, and I actually started an Instagram page. I think I probably started it back in December or something. Right. Didn't do anything with it. I didn't do anything with it. And it was because I was like, well, I, I put something out there. And then yeah. the momentum stalled and I, and I got self-conscious about it. And I, of course, like it, it died. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I know myself well enough to know that if I publicly say I'm going to do blank, I'm going to feel terrible if I don't do it. Right. Yeah. You don't so, have any, yeah. You lose uh, that lifeline. You got to just get rid of that. Yep. And uh, so I, I got it in my head. I was like, okay. And, and you said this too, is just set a deadline. Right. And so I was sitting there thinking, I was like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to post publicly about it. I'm going to tell people what I'm doing. I'm, I'm advertising the business. Yeah. If you, if you live anywhere in, in the middle of Wisconsin, uh, hit me up. I need clients. Uh, What's up, baby. Hey, come, come, to me. Systems, come, come hit me up. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, I, I was like, you know, Hey, tomorrow, tomorrow it's real. Right. And I remember thinking yep. that, and then I was like working out in my garage. I'm like, why am I waiting until tomorrow? This yeah. is, I, put, I put posts up on social media all the time. Why am I pumping the brakes on this? Just, yeah. just do it because then I know tomorrow it will be, it'll be real. Like you have to yes. do it. Right. Yeah. Like, so, uh, you know, I put the post and now it's the momentum's back. Like now putting up posts is like, I don't have to talk myself into it. Now it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just, this is the next move because you already said you were going to do this. So you there know? it is. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, you just gotta, you gotta break out of that funk 
Um, you and, gotta and make stop. yourself do stuff and just rip, yeah. like you were saying, like rip the bandaid off every yeah. day. What and don't stop. you want to do on that fucking to-do list? That's the first waiting. thing. That stop is the first thing. For, yep. Stop waiting for the perfect context to just do it because yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't want your clients to sit at home and go, I'm going to wait to get in shape until I have access to an industrial best case scenario. Or, right. Yep. Dude. I was talking to one of my clients this morning about that is he goes, you know, you know, it, it'll be different next week. Cause you know, it'll be less crazy. And I was like, look, I love you, but yeah. everybody that I've ever worked with, I've been coaching for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. It's never got less crazy. It's never the situ the, the, it's never gets easier, never gets it, less yeah. uncomfortable. Yep. All these things that you're talking about, they never go away. So it really just mm-hmm. comes down to if you're willing to just meet them head on and yep. I know, and like you said earlier, right. I'm not saying it to, um, invalidate people's genuine feelings of like, I look at myself in the mirror, I feel terrible, you know, yeah. starting this and looking mm-hmm. at myself move and it, it feels terrible get it. But yeah, you're absolutely right on the end of just like, you have to, you have to start where the, where you are right now. Yep. Yep. Um, and and that's been huge for me is just remembering that though, too, you know, it's, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, you know, and, and I, I'll put this out there. I, you know, everybody does say that, well, I'm not perfect, whatever, but yeah, but you have to genuinely accept that it might be bad. It might be bad, but that is, that's how you learn with it. Yeah. Like, if you don't ever get started and you don't ever put out those kind of, kind of cringy posts that you yeah. look back on, you're like, you oh, can't improve them. That. You're never going to learn past it. Like, do you think yeah. you're going to hit, you, you know, you think you're going to walk into the, into like major league baseball and hit a home run on the first pitch? I mean, yeah. if you do have the amount of work that, involved in doing yeah. anything great. Yep. I was listening to a stand-up last night. I was uh, Ronnie Chang, and he's yep. awesome, but he talked about that. He's like, the, the internet and people these days, because everybody can just make a comment and everything, they have no idea the amount of work and the amount of like sacrifice and like emotional beating you take creating something, actually yeah. creating something. It yep. is really hard, and that's why a lot of people only comment on it. Because they don't have the fucking balls to go, right? Like, and, and to each their own, right? I'm not saying that anyone works for someone, else. whatever. That's yeah. to each their own. But I'm saying if you're someone that works for someone and you're shitting on someone trying to start their own thing and you've never created anything in your life, you don't understand the amount of vulnerability. Like even yeah. this, this is my first mm-hmm. one doing with my face on it. Yep. I, I don't really like doing that. Like I made that video of like, I'm going to do Friday food for thought, man, you know, today and, and, and it's awkward, but I know this, I know that this mm-hmm. was, we had a conversation today with, with things people needed to hear. Right. Yeah. And we needed to talk about, mm-hmm. and we're better off for having this conversation. And I know that, you know, when we do other ones in the future, and as we continue to put up more content, we continue to build our coaching services. It's just going to get better. But you have yeah. to you have to start somewhere, and, yeah. and you have to go from there. And you know every step is important. Every step, mm-hmm. absolutely. And and I think with that too, if, if you can embrace that uncomfortable part of it, I, it makes you a better coach all the way around. Yeah, it just really does. And 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 like you said, it makes you kind of appreciate. You know, maybe maybe I'm not gonna, you know, 
shit talk everybody else's practices right when you're making stuff you're not even worried about anyone else's stuff like i can tell you that it's funny people will send me podcast recommendations or book recommendations i used to be a really big consumer and now i'm a really big creator i'm not saying that you should totally remove yourself from consuming your peers Mm -hmm. work you absolutely should right in blocks of time though i think it is because i noticed that you end up just regurgitating other people's stuff if you yeah. don't take time to really figure out what you value and really figure out what you believe, because I've yeah. noticed as I've done these podcasts and I've kind of unplugged myself from reading books and listen to other people's podcasts, I've gotten better at it. Yep. I've gotten better at it and I make my own shit. And I also, if someone makes something and I think it sucks, I don't say anything because I know in my head that gut wrenching feeling you get yep. when you're making the video and you're like, I just want this to be good. I don't want to look like an idiot. Yep. Yep. Please, please just look good. Please, please sound good. Yep. And, and please I, someone like this, please, you know, <laughs> I desperately need a validation right now. Please, That's it. I have no one else in my life. They all left me. No, I'm just kidding. But you get what I'm saying? Like I, you, it's really hard to shit on people when you make stuff because yeah. you just, you don't even have to like what they make. You just go, Hey, yep. cheers, motherfucker. Like you're out there doing something. You aren't one of these people behind the keyboard comment on stuff when they didn't make yeah. anything themselves. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what, if you're anybody who's, who's listening to this and, and you see stuff and you're, you're tempted to, to talk shit about it and you're like, come and oh, see us. No. I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, you go do it then. Look, if you see somebody modeling or demoing your workout wrong, you see them, you know, you disagree with their take, just make your own video. Just yeah. Go do it. You know, because because realistically, I was talking about fighting them. I was saying, "Come see us. What's oh, up? Come see us. <laughs> come see us with the." Oh, but you're right. Off. You're right, though, right? Like, so if it's that easy, right? And and you and you are the person that's gonna make these beautiful exercise videos, right? You're the authority, right? You have all this yeah. background and experience. Then just make it. You don't have to respond to anyone, right? Yeah, I right? I have my own coaching philosophies, and my own approach to certain things. And I still, in other spaces, I can recognize the need for different practices in different contexts. Yeah. Right. Like just because I don't bodybuild doesn't mean I shit on bodybuilders just because I don't power. Because you have to do different things to be Mm -hmm. good at different things. You have to do different. And so it all depends on your goal. And that's what I'm saying. It it makes no sense. Like contextually, it makes no sense to sit there and comment on other people's shit. It makes no sense. I I'll give a, I'll give a good comparison with that is I used to have a real take real issue with people doing CrossFit and yeah. not, not, you know, not CrossFit, CrossFit as a whole. Yeah. I used to take a real issue with like beginner to intermediate level people who clearly yeah. didn't have a good base and they jump in across me. Right. Yeah. And I used to be that person who's like, no, don't do that. But then I kind of caught myself. I'm like, it's, I'm, uncon- you know, they're either doing that or they're probably not doing anything. Yeah. And it's a, and they, and CrossFit does a good job of building a community. That's the thing I look at even things that aren't even, and I'm not saying anything bad for anyone Mm -hmm. who does it right to each their own. This is just what I do. That's what you do. But you know, that's kind of, it reminds me of even like people that sell supplements, you know, like they do those supplement or they sell, they sell like waist trainer wraps or anything like that. I just, Mm -hmm. there's community with it. Yeah. So so in one way, you know, as a professional, right. I want to go. You're wasting your money. This is the way to yep. do it. Yeah, this, but if you're connecting with people, I'm, I, I do as I, as, I, as I 
get further along in my coaching journey, I just have a real issue of me even saying anything to anyone. If you're happy, man, and you feel like it's working for you and you, yep. you get to hang out with people you like, then spend the money. I don't, I don't give yep. a shit if that tea does anything or not, if you're yep. enjoying yourself. And if, and I'll tell you what, if somebody would have caught me the first time I bought BCAAs and they would have told me I was a dipshit for buying them and I shouldn't waste my time. Yeah. That would have derailed a lot of my momentum to, that it took to even go into the store and buy them. So exactly. I, you know, exactly. You gotta, you gotta recognize that baby steps, even sometimes in the, you know, not the most optimal direction is still progress and you got to encourage it, you know? Um, yeah. and, and as a professional, you take away from that. There are some things that CrossFit does, right? Like you said, they're building communities. Okay. Hey, look, that's, yes. Then I got to adopt that process. Cause if they're doing it and they're seeing success with it and clients are happy, I want my clients to be happy and I want them to see success. I can yeah. learn from that. And I we can always, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I don't need to just sit here and, and, and talk shit about it. Yeah. You know, as often as I, get the chance. yeah I also feel like too, that people always act, coaches always act like they need to be the ones to give people permission to do things. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. And that's why I don't like to comment on other people's stuff because it's like, I do some things just because I like them, not because mm -hmm. they're getting me in any tangible fitness goal. Like, yep. dude, I, I mean, I make pasta and like all these, like, what mm -hmm. in what world is that getting me closer to my fitness goals? Yeah. It's not, but I don't need the approval. I don't need to uh -huh. explain myself what it does for me, that yeah. feeling it gives me to do it, to have permission to do it. And I really think that everybody ought to take a step back and like really explore, like, what do you like to do? And if some people are finding success in certain things, even if it doesn't look like the way you do things, you ought to let mm -hmm. them do it because it's working and they're happy. So who gives yep. a shit? I will, I'll actually, that's another thing that I've noticed too, is that becomes a transferable skill for sure. So, uh, you know, again, this is a part of the conversation I had the other day. You know, I, I'm, I'm a parent. My, my daughter's going to be six in, in less yeah. than a month. I feel super old saying that, but like, I noticed that and, and, and you, this is a little bit of recognizing that I was a little bit overbearing as a parent. I was trying to teach her some exercise moves, right? And I hit a point of being really almost kind of strict about it because I was worried she'd hurt herself or I'm worried yeah. that we'd lose, you know, uh, learn a bad habit or whatever. But, yeah, you know, it, it clicked for me at a point that I was like, no, she just got to enjoy it. And she's yeah. got to like it enough to keep wanting to do it. So, yeah. you know, and, and that was, this is going back a little ways. You know, I've, I've always had her kind of do exercise and, and fun stuff with me, but like, you gotta, you gotta remember that it's, it's a growing process and you got to kind of pump the brakes with some of that too. And, and even when you're coaching a client and a yeah. move is less than perfect, if you are overanalyzing every little thing and you're like, oh, you could have done this with slightly less back then. Yeah. Oh, your feet moved a little bit. And don't get me wrong. Like, if it, like, use your best judgment. If something's out of place, you got to say something, right? Yeah, because you don't want them to hurt themselves. But if it's but not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, if you're hitting that point of being, you're, you're trying to make it perfect. That yeah. is hugely detrimental to your relationship with that, with the person you're trying to coach. It is. You and know? this is, and this is a thing too. If you look for flaws, you will find flaws. You will get exactly Absolutely. what you look for. But if you look yep. at highlighting and I, I'm really big on that now, like, I don't care. I'll listen to the client talk. They'll be mm -hmm. like, I ah, just not doing this and blah, blah. And I'm like, but listen, man, from where we started, you're doing ding, ding, ding. 
Yep. My brain is like wired in a way I only hear the positive and I'm, I'm only willing to go with that because mm -hmm. it's not that I don't get negative thoughts, but it's like, I just don't find that productive in any way, you know, yep. like, like, I don't care if you're perfect, but if you're showing up and you're doing things you like, and you're doing them with, you know, with consistency, who am I to judge that process for you? Yeah, Tell you right? what that is. I, like, uh, yeah, I talked to actually one of my, my clients about this, talked on this podcast before my grandma was just always this person where she would just tell me the right advice all the time for years. And I never mm -hmm. listened and she was still yep. there to just listen and, and be there for me. I don't think like we need to feel like we have to control every aspect of a client's life to get them results, dude. You know, yep. we just have to let them know we're here and give them yep. some, some ideas and provide mm -hmm. the path, but allow them to make that decision for themselves. Yep. And it's, it's not about you as a coach providing all the answers. It's about helping them like make that yes. next step in progress. You know, um, yeah. shout out to Tyler's grandma. You sound, you sound pretty awesome. Yeah. She's, uh, she's great. She's if this, great. this relationship doesn't work out, hit me up. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It's great because my mom's going to listen to this. My grandma oh, listens no. to some of them. She'll be like, what? I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not editing, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> no, please. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, um, on that note, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that was the podcast. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I guess Connor's number is. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, yeah. I love uh, that. That's how like uh that's like how the the DJs uh <laughs> like group chat is the whole time. It's like nice job. I'll try to say something nice. Hey, good yeah. job, guys. Let's finish strong this week. And it'll just be like someone like, go fuck your mother. <laughs> like, <laughs> your mother. <laughs> hey, all right. I like always that. gotta throw that in there. You shared that one on there. It's like good job. I bet you'll, I bet you'll be a bitch and miss, miss the next workout. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so funny. I love that group. See, and that's what I was talking about. Like consuming fitness mm -hmm. differently. Like with those groups is I yeah. love that group so much because you can go like in a typical fitness group. It's so obnoxiously positive, right? Yep. No one's funny. Yeah. Like no one's funny and just talking mm -hmm. shit. Like way, the way we talk to each other, Right. And I don't do this with every client, right? Like you have yeah, to know, yeah. you have to be able to read someone and go, read the room. Yeah, I'm probably not yeah. going to tell them I'm going to you know, do this or that because it'll come off the wrong way. But yeah, like we bullshit and it'll be funny. I'll introduce someone in that group and be like, Hey, this is my buddy. He's getting ready for a wedding. He's looking to do ding, ding, ding. And someone <laughs> like, Hey, everybody, welcome to the group. And they're like, go fuck yourself, bro. <laughs> you fat motherfucker. Like, you know, <laughs> like, they're just like, I and See, it's funny because they lo like, like the way we talk, not in every setting you can do that, but I want to, you know, whatever. Yep. Well, okay. So, so, and this is just a reminder too. look, that works. That works as a community. That's a fun community, right? Yeah. But if you went to some, and again, from personal experience, if you went to some corporate training where they were trying to tell you how to interact with clients, try to explain these nuances to people. Never do that. Never tell your clients to go fuck themselves. Never yeah, let them it's going to come back people. around like a freaking, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it, and that's where that soft skill set comes in where it's like, you know, like if you if you know them and you exactly. can connect with them in a fun way, do it. Trust your judgment like, you know, that can work. Like, you know. And it's not always going to be perfect either. That's a really nice thing of yeah. like doing it with specific groups of people is like, I know this is the way that 
certain mm-hmm. people don't want to be talked to, but they won't be in that group. And that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't invalidate their feeling. I love those groups too. You know, yeah. but it's like, um, yeah, you have to be able to, and, and you're going to get it wrong sometimes. I mean, all right. For example, like <laughs> I love kale, <laughs> right? <laughs> kale, if you're listening, I love you. But you know, sometimes, sometimes that group chat does go off the rails a little bit, right? <laughs> it goes off the rails and then, and Kale's fucking hilarious, right? So Kale's just Kale, like, Kale's hilarious. Yeah. There, there's like, uh, for, for people that don't know, when you train with me on the app, there's these little completion things in the group. So it'll be like, blah, 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 completed workout A. And yeah. it'll be like workout A in parentheses, total body or whatever. Well, yeah. Kale will recreate them with different captions. So he'll, <laughs> he'll just do random shit. He'll be like, I ran 69 miles or whatever and just log walking for no reason. Or he'll be like, he'll be like, Kale, Kale Whitehead completed eating mushrooms and swam in the, swam in the, in the ocean with, uh, with dolphins. There's just something crazy. I'm glad he got to swim in the ocean with the dolphins. He called me. He was worried he wasn't gonna be able to do that. But sometimes it goes too far too. And like, we got into it the other night. I'm like, Hey dude. Okay. I want to make sure that we know that this is, and I don't think I'm airing out dirty. Kale knows I love him. And there's yeah. no, but I was like, hey, man, all right, I want to make sure I'm separating the line between making it okay to talk about these things and then enabling this, right? <laughs> we all know some of you guys drink and, you know, you guys yep. get down and some recreational thing. That's fine, right? I'm judging yep. you guys, whatever. But we can't be actively promoting that in the group. <laughs> and then it's, it is, it's that weird touch, right? Like, okay, so you can tell, so you can tell Dickie you're yep. going to fuck his mother, but you can't. <laughs> You can't. And I'm like, you're right, but there's a there's a soft touch to this. <laughs> but these are listen. If listen, you're but that's different. He's like, is it? I'm like, I love you, bro. I want, but I'm training. This, yeah, I'm like, all right. You know what? You got a good point. But you yep. look. You talked about that earlier, right? Yep. That's the beauty in coaching. That's the beauty in good relationships yeah. with your friends and your family. Good relationships with people are not without conflict. They're not without yeah. misunderstanding. Dude, yes. And, and it's a growing, living, learning process, dude. It, mm-hmm. I mean, even look at like just things that we did in the beginning with exercises and stuff like that and different, the, the process, mm-hmm. as you actually start doing stuff, it changes as it goes on its own. Dude, it will inform yeah. you. The process itself will tell you what to do, but until you start the process, you don't know what to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you, and- if you do not start, you will not know where to go next. And there is not going to be a book that's going to outline that for you. It, it, it you not, know, not a book not, like that exists. Not, not to knock any of your, your continuing education stuff. Cause it's super important, but you got to get yeah. started. You got to build those connections for sure. Um, Absolutely. I, I will say that's the most, that is the most fulfilling part of coaching is building that community that you can finally kind of talk some shit with and, yeah. you know, and, and make connections, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's rewarding well, in and of itself. And you've worked at other gyms. Did you ever feel like you worked with fitness people that didn't, they weren't like you? Like, I always felt like I work places mm-hmm. where like, I told you, like my friends are comedians and they're bartenders and they're funny people. And we talk a lot of shit. And, yep. and, and the things we talk about are a little different. Right. And yep. it's like, all these guys wanted to talk about was just like their meal prep and their workout. And I'm like, yep. I mean, I do that, but I have so many other interests. Like I love to cook. I love to yep. like, go out and hang out with my friends. I love to rollerblade. I love to, mm-hmm. like, I just start playing piano again. Like I, I, I love this because I love that this is a place I can bring everybody together, but this is not the only thing I do. And the only thing I care about. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I think 
that community right there is like, it's so big for me Mm -hmm. because I can talk to someone and they're not just like, well, what do you think about this workout versus this workout or this exercise versus, Uh I don't care, dude, what's going on in your life? Tell me something. Tell me something. Let's connect on another thing that isn't just what exercise is the next best exercise. It's all been established. It's old. And and I'll tell you what, um, that goes double for, for any of your clients. Talk yeah. about what's going on in their lives, man. That is so much more important. And I know not to, to knock because I do this as for a living. Yes. Not to knock that like the exercise has to be and, and the nutrition has to yes. be a part of the conversation for sure. But if you don't know what's going on in their lives, you're you're you are missing huge dimensions of of the coaching practice as a whole. And you, context. you have nothing to talk about, if you have nothing to talk about, that's a problem. That's a really yeah. um well, well, think about that. If you don't know what's going on in their life, I've always thought about this is like, if you do not know what's going on in their life, how in the hell can you speak to adding things to it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like nutrition. I think mm-hmm. about that. I look at nutrition as such an individual contextual thing. Like, yep. what do you like to eat? We have food preferences sheets. Tell mm-hmm. me what you like, right? Yeah. Okay? Take pictures of your food. Tell me what you're currently eating. And then we can work with that. But unless I know, like, and that's just one thing, right? I want to know things deeper than just what foods do you like, right? Right. I want to know about your kids. I want to know what you love that has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with this. I want to know why it's important to you that you want to look like this. What are you you doing this for? What are you really doing this for? Um, And and it's important. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the more that you actually, I think the more that you talk to coaches who know, what they're doing they've been around long enough every one of them kind of says the same thing i think there's this beginner mentality that and, and i've been there and, and i've yeah. even been where we're talking about with uh with some of the clients where i i have had nothing to talk about i i sure. like i said I've, I've been in some of those situations with clients where i've i've i felt like i dropped the ball because i didn't know what was going on in my lives and that's yeah. my own fault. you got to learn from that me right? too man we all learn yep. you know but you know, if you want clients to stick around, if you want to, if you want to benefit them as much as you possibly can, you, you gotta talk like you're a human being, uh, yeah. you know, first. And, and then, you know, you're, and you're a friend, you're, you're like, like we keep kind of coming back to is that's a part of being a good friend, dude, is, is having that connection with them, leveling with them, yeah, but also encouraging them to take that next step that you, that, you know, is going to be good for them, you yeah. know, but you can't know what the next step is if you don't know them you know? Yeah. Yeah, Um, You can't speak to their situation. If you don't, you don't let them talk and you don't listen and you don't, you don't let them know what's going on in their life. And, uh, and, and you, you actually mentioned back with, with anytime fitness and, and, you know, some of the other gyms I've worked in, I've had a number of trainers that that I've worked with where, you know, they want to, they want to wow the client with, uh, you know, their, their knowledge base and, and things like that. Look, I'm going to be honest too. Do you want to work with somebody who is going to ask you the, the really specifics of, of your, like, what is the specific benefit of doing this exercise versus yeah. this one? You know, why should I curl, you know, you know, this way instead of doing a hammer curl? I, I mean, great. Like, cool. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. That doesn't sound like a fun client to work with. No. And, and if that's, you know, <clears throat> most clients you work with are not going to care about that. Yeah. You Can you get me to my goal? And do you give a shit about me? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Get me to my goal. 
they they came in because they want to look good because they haven't looked they haven't felt like they look good in a long time okay and they're putting it on the table for you yeah right like they didn't seek you out because you have some kaiser machine or like you know you have the the yeah i didn't know if you knew this was air loaded Uh, yeah i mean many leather bomb books in my apartment smells of rich mahogany (laughs) i know merlin olsen i but i mean but but think about this too your client's not going to walk away from that experience going listen (laughs) they're not going to go talk to their friends and go this guy knew so much about muscle anatomy and i just i have to stick with this guy because if they cared that much they'd be reading the books and doing it themselves right yeah (laughs) right they'd be just yeah yeah so like and and don't get me wrong like again this is not to talk bad about about anyone that i've worked with but i think it's a there's a maturity to it where you you get far enough along in your coaching or you you meet the right people and you see people who are having success with it they'll tell you that you got to talk you you have to not just talk about exercise yeah it might be for your client two hours a week at the most that they spend giving a shit about it sure but if you want them to keep coming back and you want to increase it to more than two hours a week you have to make that connection with them yeah i think too is like why are we why do i think some trainers when they first start and i know that i was this way too i'm someone who talks a lot to begin with right but i think like to prove your value you're just you won't stop talking oh you do this because this because this because this bro in every other profession it is assumed you know why the fuck you're doing it right like you're not (laughs) sitting there as you're in a dentist office and you, they're yep. working on something like why are you doing that why are you doing that like <laughs> you're like my fucking mouth hurts please help me please god and that's the yep. same thing that happens yep. when when clients come in sometimes they're like dude i just and i know this because i felt this way yep. i feel like shit about myself i don't know what i'm doing i feel uncomfortable working out in a gym fucking please help me they don't give yep. a shit how you're gonna do it if you can help them right? I don't need to break down all the biomechanics, all the anatomy involved in doing this. It should be assumed that me, the professional, knows the process. So I I do. I think you can tell big time um, who Mm -hmm. you're talking to and their experience and the the expansiveness of their experience and working Mm -hmm. with different demographics based on what they talk about. When you talk to certain people, it's all about they won't stop talking about muscle adaptations and strength themes and periodization, yep. all these things. And that's great. We need people to investigate those things, right? By all means. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's, do. you know, I, I also can tell who I'm talking to when I talk to someone like Dan, you know, when I had him on the podcast, he just talks about his life so much. He just talks about his experiences with people and things he's went through in his life. And, and it just, like a lot of that stuff in the beginning where you're just focused on the exercises that it lacks so much big picture and so much context and so much important stuff that you're missing out on that actually will allow you to coach them better. Right. Like I said, if you know what's going on in their life, you can go, Hey, Mm -hmm. I know you got this going on, but let's try this. It seems like you have a gap of time right here where maybe you could do this and make this easier. Yep. Yep. If I'm not asking questions and I'm only going do this, do this, do this, and I'm giving them cookie cutter mm-hmm. and I'm being a bad coach and which yep. you said, being a bad friend. Yep. They're not getting anywhere. Yep. Unless their life is perfect. And I have yet to coach someone that that has been the situation. And, and I'll tell you this too. And this is, this is also, 
a really important note. They might know that. They might know yes. the things that you're already telling them. Ask, ask anybody who is overweight, who's trying to lose weight. If you go into it and you say, hey, you just need to eat less. You just need to do blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. you, and you take it from a perspective of this is the most optimal way. This is the way to get where you're going. And you don't connect with them. They know that. They, they don't want yeah. to, to be reminded that they're not doing enough, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's a great. Thanks for telling them what they probably already yeah. know. What they need is direction on what is the next logical step for them in their context, right? Yeah. And you don't know anything Where are about- you right now? What's the next yeah. best step forward? Right? Um, so, so you have to make that connection. Otherwise, the rest of it, honestly, is, is probably just going to get disregarded, you know? And, and that might be best case scenario. They, they might just fall off the-, the They might know. never come back into a gym. And you know what's weird to yes. think is like, I think sometimes we think about it in a really low stakes way as like coaches is like, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, if they don't want to train with me, then fuck them, you know, like, right? Like it's yeah. just not for them. You know, they, yep. they can't commit. It's like, no, you better be really careful about how you talk to people because yeah. you might be their one experience with the gym, with personal training, with nutrition coaching, mm-hmm. and they might walk out of that place feeling dejected and they'll never walk back in again. Yep. And their life will get worse. They will feel mm-hmm. worse and you will be connected to that. So just never yep. forget that, you know, not everybody, especially we forget this as trainers because we like doing this stuff, right? Yeah. We love the weight room. We love all the it's intricate details. That's why we're trainers, but most people don't. Motivating. Yep. And most people don't. And and that's and that's okay. Um we'll probably wrap up pretty soon here because we're coming up on a half hour mark. Um, if people were to want to reach you, Connor, how would they do it? Uh just, just come over and see me. Uh no, uh so yeah, let's uh, hear I'm like what are, what do you got it. for like your your social media? Where where can they contact sure. you? What sure, areas sure. are you training in? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm based out of Western Wisconsin or, or Schofield, Wisconsin. There's, I'm, they're kind of the same area, but uh, Wausau area too. Sure. Um, and, and that's for more of my in-person stuff. So, um, yep. you know, I, I, I'm trying to work locally and trying to build up a community here. Um, yes. You can follow my Instagram at veritable.coaching.systems. Um, you know, and that's, I'm, that's, only a handful of posts right now, but like I said, I'm, I'm adding to You're it. Building. Uh, You're building. You can feel free to reach out to uh, my email. It's veritable.coaching at gmail.com. That's where all of my, you know, um, client inquiries and stuff are, yep. are trying to go right now. But um, yeah, if you're if you're in the area, feel free to uh, send out a message. Or if you see me up, I'm going to be doing some trainings, you know, a little bit more publicly over the course of summer once it's He's once gonna be out in the parks. Snow here, yeah. Uh, He's gonna you know, be out in the parks doing what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but, but feel free to reach out too. you know, just in, in general, I, I think like we've been talking about this whole podcast is making connections, not just with clients, but with other coaches, you know, yeah. if you feel like you need someone to talk to, to kind of help start, get the, the ball rolling. Um, yeah. Come talk yeah, to us. So, Come I, talk I, to I, us. That's why I, I keep talking to you. So, yeah, we're building mm-hmm. something here. We're not just, this is a community of people that are, it's not just, it's not just me. It's we, you know, like, yep. um, you know, I, I do, I, and, and I'll say this right now too. You got my stamp of approval as a coach. I've seen you work with people, you know, and not that you needed it. Right. I'm not saying yeah. that at all, but I'm saying, yeah, if you were in the area where Connor is go and train with him. Um, this is a guy that's super dedicated to his craft. 
super dedicated to getting, getting you to where you need to go, where you would like to go. Mm -hmm. And he's also very invested in you as a person. Okay. So make sure you go over and check out his, um, his social media and I'll make sure mm -hmm. I put that in the, in the, in the notes, um, for the podcast, but yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening today. I want to thank Connor for coming in and, and sitting down and taking the time to talk with me. Um, we will talk soon and you guys take care and have a great rest of your day. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on Tyler.